Welcome to the Wisconsin in Focus podcast powered by the Center Square. I'm Bruce Walker, Midwest Regional Editor of the Center Square Newswire Service. Wisconsin in Focus is a production of America's Talking Network. You can find all of the Center Square's great podcasts at americastalking.com. That's americastalking.com. And we ask you to subscribe to Wisconsin in Focus wherever you listen to your podcast. We're recording today's podcast on Thursday, July 28, 2022. And joining me today, as he does every week, is Wisconsin correspondent Ben Yount. Ben, you're always running here and there. Tell me, how are you today? I cannot believe that it is the end of July. The summer is going very quickly. Soon it will be back to school and my children will be beside themselves. They won't be able to sleep till three o'clock in the afternoon anymore, Bruce. I don't know whatever they will do. Pretty soon it's going to be February and I'm not excited about that. I'm just totally not excited about that, Ben. Ben, okay, Wisconsin. What the heck? What's going on? Fill me in. I know you were talking a little bit about uh, before we went on air, you were talking a little bit about uh, gun violence in Milwaukee. And uh, thus far today, you you might have broken an unfortunate string of events. Is that correct? This is a story that we, that we haven't been writing about at the center square because we, we tend not to write crime, but it is a snapshot. And I, I love that term because it gives you that one picture of that one place in time. If you're well, when you say movie, snapshot, you isn't that isn't that a loaded phrase? Well, I, I, I think it's an old phrase because I don't think young people understand the concept of a snapshot. But it's, it, it is yet another picture of how violent Milwaukee and many cities across this country have become. We're sitting here on this Thursday, and this is the first time in the past two weeks that someone has not yet been shot in the city of Milwaukee. Now, we taped this the middle of the day. There's still very, there are still several possibly very violent hours in Milwaukee, but we have since you know, two Fridays ago, had at least one person shot every single day. In many days, it's several people shot, you know, five, six, uh, four, couple of double shootings. There, there's, you know, often one homicide a day. Milwaukee is on a pace to set to break last year's record number for homicides. In fact, Wallet Hub, the website has put out a, a livability ranking this week, and they said that Milwaukee has the fourth highest homicide rate in the country right now. To put it in some perspective, 133 people have been killed in Milwaukee between January and, say, mid-July. Last year for the entire year, it was 193. So we're just 60 away from the record. And we we still have, you know, one more weekend in July and the entire month of August and the entire month of September before the weather starts to turn. And, you know, kids in the city don't go back to school till after the end of August. So there's one more month of a lot of young people on the streets not having very much to do. And anybody in any big city will tell you that that is a recipe for disaster. But yeah, we, we have uh, the other job just been sort of tracking this and writing with the explicit point of getting to a point where we can finally say, look, for the first time in X number of days, Milwaukee finally had a, a peaceful evening. And, and unfortunately, you know, 
sadly, it, it, it hasn't happened yet. But this is what we see in Milwaukee. This is what we see in Madison and Racine and Kenosha, not daily shootings in the other cities, but, you know, large upticks in the number of people who are shot or punched or domestic violence cases, stolen cars in this state is just out of control. I, I, I don't know if they have the Kia boys there in, 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 in any of the, the Michigan metros, but I had to write the story the other day for the statewide wire that Rice Lake, Wisconsin, which is a community of, oh, I don't know, certainly under 30,000 people. It's a small community way out in western Wisconsin. They've now got a problem with Kia boys of their own. And, and anybody who, who doesn't know, there are, go ahead and pick your, your social media platform. There are a number of YouTube videos and or quote unquote documentaries. Uh, this is very popular on TikTok, on, on all of the, the platforms that young people watch that videos that show you how to break into a Kia, either breaking out the back window or removing the very back window altogether. And because those windows aren't tied to the new car's security system, you can, in some cases, start one of these brand new Kias or Hyundais with something as basic as a USB cord. And these young men, it's almost exclusively young men, are stealing these cars. And, and in Milwaukee and Madison, driving them recklessly down sidewalks. And there was a, a big problem at the end of the school year of, of young men who would steal a car and then speed it up and down in front of the school that they were supposed to be in. Uh, one one police chase took them through the yard of a school. So it, when 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 the and this is a, to sort of transition to the Republican uh, debate for, for for governor that we, which we did write about at the center square. When you have candidates, when you have elected leaders, when you have people talking about crime in Wisconsin, it's not in the theoretical sense. It's in the very real sense of you're you're dealing with. Young criminals, oftentimes 12, 13, 14 year old boys who are stealing cars to commit other crimes. And then you have young men, 17, 18, 19 years old, who are pulling out guns and shooting people. And it's not just a weekend thing anymore. We had five people shot on Tuesday. It, this has become a, a violent and in some parts crime ridden city. And so Milwaukee. Leaders there say they want to deal with it. They 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 un, un, unload un, unload plans. They introduce plan after plan after plan, and yet still here we are sitting with one at least one shooting every single day for the past thirteen days. If there is a shooting sometime this evening, sometime tonight, then it will be fourteen straight days, two straight weeks. And when you head into a weekend, you can all but guarantee that you are going to get shootings. Uh, I've been you know writing news in this state for three, four, five years now. And almost every Monday, I know that I can write a story that talks about Milwaukee's violent weekend. And so hopefully, just from a human being standpoint, I don't enjoy writing stories about, you know, even even criminals being killed by other criminals. But I certainly don't enjoy writing stories like we had the other uh, Sunday, last Sunday, where a five-year-old girl was shot in the spine while she was sleeping on the couch in her own home. Because one of her angry family members was outside firing a pistol into the air. And this is this is what we are. Again, to bring it back to snapshot, you, you look at the snapshot and by every measurement, by every picture, by, by everything we see, crime in Milwaukee is spiking 
And you know, you've, you've got Republicans who are saying it's out of control and saying somebody needs to do something about it. And is anything OK? Let, let's look at causes um, and potential solutions. And, well, and, 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 and OK, this is this is you're in the middle of an election season. And what's being said about what potentially might be done. I mean, let's let's face it. Every state is awash in federal funds right now. Mm -hmm. And it, it seems to me some of that money might be appropriated to some type of program that perhaps maybe mitigate the. The rush of violence that's been occurring the past, well, let's face it, since you and I have been working together for the past two years. Yeah, two two years. I, Wisconsin's Democratic governor earmarked, I want to say, $12 million earlier this year as part of a crime prevention package. But almost none of that money will go towards police officers. That earmark, that announcement came after a shooting after a Milwaukee Bucks game I want to say June, 17 people were wounded when there all of a sudden was just a shootout starts with one and then other people have guns and then guns are being fired. And at the end of it, 17 people were shot. All of them survived, but they were wounded not very far from what is the crown jewel of downtown Milwaukee. I mean, again, the Pfizer forum is going to be the home of the Republican national convention. It was where the Democrats were supposed to have their convention. It's where the, the, the Bucks national or the Bucks world championship was celebrated. Uh, it is one of the newest parts of the city and it is one of the, the parts that they are most proud of. But the governor's allocation was going to speed up essentially lab work. It was going to go to hire people to help run fingerprints or, or, or you know, firing pin strike analysis on guns. It wasn't going to put more police officers on the street. Now, there, there was an idea of boosting overtime for police officers in Milwaukee to turn downtown Milwaukee into a green zone. The governor was going to send some either National Guard or DOT or state patrol fencing, you know, that sort of waist high metal, almost corral material and send that over so that if Milwaukee wanted to, they could have a hardened, secure, safe zone downtown, and then an unregulated wild zone downtown. That never really materialized. But what's being done about it? There are an awful lot of people who say that we should do something about it. There, there's, there's talk about bail reform. This is one of the, the ideas from Republicans. And like you have seen since the, the, the death of George Floyd, there's been a philosophical difference in policing in some communities. And in Milwaukee, they have fully embraced the idea of not putting people in jail without giving them low, manageable, affordable bail. And, and Wisconsin has a constitutional requirement that judges consider bail for all cases. It doesn't matter. You know, the, the, the Waukesha Christmas parade attack suspect who's accused of killing six and injuring 60 state law requires that he be offered bail. Now, it was millions of dollars. But it's a requirement that someone be offered. Almost no one in the state of Wisconsin is held without bail. But what it means for some of these smaller crimes is it often means no bail at all. 
that a signature to, to return to a promise to return to, to, to court or a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars, things that are manageable when you put together a couple of hundred bucks or maybe even a couple of thousand bucks. And, and, and oftentimes these these criminals are back out on the streets within a couple of days. And, and we see story after story after story of someone who was wanted or someone who was out on on, on bail at the time committing another crime. The one that sticks out comes to mind was a, a shooting at high school graduation season, a young man who had been in jail as part of the investigation into another deadly shooting was let out because there was a speedy trial issue. And the Milwaukee County courts shut down their court system due to coronavirus and it's caused a backlog of thousands upon thousands of cases. And so this young man couldn't get trial quick enough. Judge ordered him out. He was out of jail for a matter of weeks before he shot and killed another person. And this time it was a young woman who was coming to celebrate his graduation with him. He just confused it for a drive by shooting that he knew was coming and he opened fire first and killed her. What is causing this, well, that's a huge conversation, and, and that, that comes down in, in many ways to where you sit politically. There are an awful lot of, 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 of leaders in Milwaukee, Democratic leaders in Milwaukee, who say they just need more money for city programs. If young people had a place to go after school, if there was money for jobs, if the state did something, then they could help these young people. If you ask Republicans, conservatives in the state, they will point to lax on crime policies out of the governor, lax on crime policies out of prosecutors in Milwaukee, lax on crime policies from judges who just don't impose prison sentences. And they'll say that you got to look at the family. And, and so this is why it's really tough for elected officials to do something about crime. If, if this was a ban on lion meat, like they did one time in Illinois, if this was making sure you can't speak on the phone in a school zone, if this was going to to name Colby cheese as the official cheese of the state of Wisconsin, lawmakers could do that. They're very good at the easy and silly stuff. But low hanging fruit, you, right? Yeah, the low hanging fruit. How do you how do you solve a question like crime that has so many different avenues. There there is no easy solution. And so unfortunately, nothing much gets done. And this is all by and it's way down the rabbit hole if we if we go down this. But but this is about to get worse because Milwaukee as a city is looking at a pension time bomb that the city's pension payment more than doubles next year. They can barely afford to keep the cops they have. They can barely afford to have patrolmen out on patrol now. When they run out of money in less than 12 months because all of a sudden their pension bill is going to come due, this is going to, to get worse. But like I said, we do have Republicans in the state promising to get tougher. Uh, all three of the Republican candidates for governor debated earlier this week on a, on a conservative talk station, and they all said they would get tougher on crime. The, the, the leading two said they'd fire the, the DA in, in Milwaukee and they'd push to end the, the no bail policies. They would build more prisons if they had to. Uh, and so, you know, th there, there's talk, but even with a different prosecutor, even with a, a, a constitutional amendment that forces judges to consider past crimes when setting bail, 
That's not going to help when an 18-year-old gets mad because he saw his girlfriend on TikTok and he shoots into her house and wounds one of her cousins or children or family members. Wow. Well, there's just so much to unpack there. And uh, rather than uh, rely, my, my daughter was a criminal justice major in, in college and uh Tremendous amounts of theories and uh, policy issues that, and whatnot are coming to the fore on this. And um, it, just some of the descriptions of the crimes that you have laid out for me. And uh, I live in Flint, Michigan. So I, I read about this on a daily basis, just, to, just as you report on it on a daily basis. It's um, it's rather um, alarming and 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 frightening. And one would think that in 2022, we would have moved past all of these issues and figured out a way to resolve them in in a peaceful fashion. But um, uh, just mark me down as a naive optimist. And look, and this is there are a lot of people in Wisconsin, really, truly well-intended people. And it's 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 tough. You know, how do you deal with an 18 year old, a 17 year old, a 15 year old who's been accused of shooting somebody? Because very rarely is this someone's first crime. You're, you're, You're not generally a straight A junior high student. And then you wake up one Sunday and all of a sudden you want to go and blow somebody away at the corner of, of, of North and Keefe. It, it, it just, it doesn't happen. This, this starts as, as you will, you will have people who study criminal justice. This starts when young men, young women are in school. And they don't behave in 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 class, and and well, because there's now this push in education for restorative justice. Well, you don't want to kick them out, and you don't want to suspend them, and then they get a, a talking to and a talking to and a talking to. And and look, anyone who has children knows this: that the kids aren't dumb; they can figure out the four corners of the rules. If the rule says you can't you can't eat on the couch. They'll lay on the floor in the living room and eat. If the you can't have your uh, your 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 iPad in the dining room and you can't have food in the living room, and so they lay on the threshold. So the iPad is in the living room and the food is in the dining room. I mean, kids figure that out. People who who work the system know how to work the system, and so young men, young women in in, in school who don't get disciplined know that. Well, I look, I'm just going to get yelled at. So so what do I care? And then that sort of graduates to fight. And and those are the young men who then go out and start stealing cars in their early teens. And they're stealing those cars, not so that they go home and have a stolen Kia Sorento in their parents' driveway. No, it's part of a part of a, a, a crime. And, and they, they turn it over to their gang member friends or their older brothers. And that's used in a robbery or a shooting. And so by the time you have somebody who's 15 years old caught with a gun or committing a serious crime, they've been in the pipeline for years. And then that same 15 year old, three, four years later, turns up dead on a street corner because, you know, let's be honest, the the occupational hazard of selling drugs is that someone will shoot you. But it's not just a, a drug issue. If it was that, then it would be one conversation. Police, investigators, sheriff's departments, they will say that the the anger over what is done on social media, the beef on social media is as much to blame 
for the spike in shootings as, as anything because young men, young women do dumb things with their cameras on their phones, post that up, and other people are insulted or angry or bothered, and then you have things escalate from there. So, no, you're, you're exactly right. There is there is no one simple fix. Oh, okay, let's fix schools. Oh, oh there you go. Well, now you got to <laughs> fix what happens when kids are out of school, and then you got to deal with with the criminal justice system and and how how much jail time, how much prison time is is appropriate. And and while you have these, as I like to call them, white paper discussions. We've just seen 13 straight days of people shot in Milwaukee, and I, I, I'm, I'm betting that there's a good chance that somebody will get shot again today. And, and, and this, is, this is the tragedy, that while it is a political debate, a policy debate, for some, the, the violence that you're seeing in Milwaukee, and it's only Milwaukee because they, they have more people, but they've seen a spike in shootings and, and, and murders and, in Madison, Racine. Kenosha, you know, most most of the the bigger communities in Wisconsin have seen their same kind of 25, 30 percent increase in shootings or, or homicides. And yeah, look, if, if this was if this was an easy if this was low hanging fruit, like you said, Bruce, policymakers would be able to figure it out. But this is complex. And and it, Wisconsin lawmakers, Wisconsin and Milwaukee leaders, they're not alone in not figuring this out. Go to Baltimore, go to Chicago. Go go to almost any big city, Los Angeles, New York City, biggest city in in the the country. They've seen a spike in crime, and and so I don't. It is it is one of those it is one of those small stories, Milwaukee's shooting streak that tells the larger story of something is going on, and it, it, nobody really knows how to get their hands on it. Well, thanks a lot, Ben. Uh, you thoroughly depressed me. Ben Yount is the Center Square's. Wisconsin Correspondent. Wisconsin in Focus is a production of America's Talking Network, and you can find all of the Center Square's great podcasts at americastalking.com. That's americastalking.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bruce Walker, Midwest Regional Editor of the Center Square Newswire Service. Listen for another episode of Wisconsin in Focus next week. And be safe, everyone.